What is good, everybody? Welcome back to yet another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Monday, March 29th. I hope all you guys had a nice, enjoyable weekend. Hopefully, all you guys enjoyed the college basketball games, March Madness. Of course, the NCAA tournament has been wild. Hopefully, all you guys are doing good, staying safe, staying on your grind, just pushing every day. And of course, you know, staying as safe as can be amongst this pandemic, man. So I hope all you guys are washing your hands as much as possible to keep the virus from off your hands and especially off your face. Hopefully, all you guys are still wearing your mask anytime you are out in a large group crowd or gathering. And of course, the most important part, because the spring is here. If you have any type of sunlight or sunshine, wherever you may be at on the globe, please go outside and get some sunlight, aka ultraviolet rays on your skin, because I promise you the sun kills all viruses and the coronavirus is not excluded from that list. And we are still demanding justice for Breonna Taylor. We are still demanding justice for Elijah McClain. And we are still demanding justice for Jacob Blake. And we're still going to demand justice for anybody that has been a victim of police brutality or even worse, police murderers, man. But I really do hope that all you guys are just being straight out there, man, staying on your grind, doing whatever you feel like is right in your heart. Because I promise you, live life on your terms. Don't listen to nobody, even your parents sometimes. Yeah, they may love you. Yeah, they may think they have your best interest at heart. But sometimes you just got to follow your instincts. Your instincts will never fail you. Your instincts will never lie to you. So always just believe in what you're doing and believe that it's the right thing deep down in your heart, man. But let's get right in to today because since the last time I talked to you guys, it has been a lot of things popping off in the college basketball world. You had Shaka Smart leave Texas to go back home and join the Marquette coaching staff, who's now the head coach at Marquette. You have Mike Woodson, I believe a couple days ago, take the head coaching job at Indiana. We're going to talk about both those moves on tomorrow's podcast. But what I want to talk about today is the transfer portal in the college basketball game, because the transfer portal, man, Ever since it became a thing, I think like a few years ago, I think like three or four years ago, the transfer portal every single offseason has exponentially grown every single year. And this year, it's going to be out of control because you're going to have players, you know, with that fifth year eligibility that the NCAA gave them. You're going to have, you know, obviously you're going to have kids coming out from high school, but it's going to be so many moving pieces, so many good players going across the country. I'm going to talk about one today who sadly is leaving my favorite team in school, and it kind of sucks because I wanted to see this dude thrive with us, but I understand why he's doing it. And it's just crazy because it's so much talent. Like Kentucky, they just landed a guy by the name of Kellen Grady. To me, out of all the transfers that we're going to hear about this upcoming offseason or the offseason you know, that starts soon, Kellen Grady would have been a top five transfer. Now he's committed to John Calipari in Kentucky. So it's a lot of moving pieces. But the guy I want to talk about today is none other than Rocket Watts, who if you guys know, I've talked about in this podcast plenty of different times. You all know I'm a Michigan State fan. I'm a diehard fan. I bleed green. And Rocket Watts officially announced today that he will be putting his name in the transfer portal looking to move on from Michigan State after two really good years. Now, before I get to what schools I would like to see him play at, one, it didn't work out because if you know Coach Izzo, if you've watched Michigan State basketball, Coach Izzo is best when Michigan State has a pure point guard playing at that spot. And Rocket Watts isn't necessarily a pure point guard. His entire life, Rocket Watts has been an exciting and electric bucket getter type player. He is born and built to get buckets. That's the flat out point blank period especially with the scoring uh, skill set that he has it's just rare it's it's a rare combination of skill and talent and he just has that but the thing was why it didn't really work out at Michigan State was because 
He just isn't a pure point guard. And two, I think Coach Izzo actually said it in his, you know, departuring statements about Rocket Watts that really, you know, this COVID offseason, it hit everybody, but especially with Rocket Watts, he was making a transition because obviously last year we lost Cassius Winston. You know, Rocket was pretty much our, our starting shooting guard. And so he had to make the adjustment from going from the shooting guard to the point guard. And like I just mentioned, Rocket has never been a point guard. His entire life, he has been a scorer. The only thing he ever had to worry about was putting the ball through the net. He never had to worry about facilitating, making sure players were in the right spot, spots. He just was born to get buckets. So it didn't work out. But just some memories, man. Like, I remember last year, you know, people always talk about the end of the last season before the season got canceled that, you know, he was averaging close to 18 points per game against all ranked opponents like Penn State, I think, at the time, Ohio State, Iowa, and Maryland. He was killing. He had some big-time performances. But the game that I look at, his freshman year especially, was against Illinois in Champaign. And he went off for a career high at the time, 21 points on ESPN on a Monday night game that was nasty televised. And I'll never forget that because, of course, we had Cassius Winston. Of course, we had Xavier Tillman. Aaron Henry was a sophomore. We had a squad. But what he did in that game was phenomenal, especially when it was a full, packed-out arena. All the fans was there. Darren Williams was there. Again, ESPN was there. He just put on a show, and he lifted us to a win. Ultimately, you know, Xavier Tillman had to put back game-winning dunk to win the game and get us out of there with a W. But Rockets' performance was special. And honestly, I thought he was going to be able to build off that because even, even early in that season, we played against um, Seton Hall. We played against Seton Hall in the Gavitt games, and Rocket was kind of, like, struggling. I think he scored, like, eight points in that game. And literally, as the game was coming down the stretch, it was a very close game, Rocket missed a wide-open layup off a backdoor cut. And he missed it. And right back, he comes right back down. Cassius Winston gets it gets it to him on the three-point line on the right wing in transition. And he hits it. And then he comes back again. He gets the rebound. He pushes in transition. And he finds Cassius on the left wing and hits a three to give us the lead. And that game was just so fun. Um, sadly, it was right after the, the unfortunate death and, and passing of uh, Cassius' brother, Zach Smoothie. So shout out to you know, Zachary Winston and the Winston family. So it, it, it's just been a lot, man. I really would have loved to watch Rocket Watts pan out at Michigan State because he's so good. And I still truly believe that he is going to be an NBA player. He has it. The only things he needs to work on are his mentality and being a point guard. Like, that's it. Like, his mentality was kind of very up and down. But when he's confident, he's one of the best players in the nation. And that's why it sucks for me to watch him leave because I know the type of player that he is. But luckily... He's going to have a long line of college coaches trying to get his talent on their campus. So before he actually committed to Michigan State out of high school, a lot of people thought that he was going to ultimately end up going to Louisville. You know, Florida State was in the mix. Um, UConn was also in the mix at the time. But now I kind of see some of those schools still in the mix. I think Florida State's going to reach out. I'm pretty sure UConn will still reach out and Louisville. But if I'm... Eric Musselman and Nate Oates, who Eric Musselman is the head coach at Arkansas, still in the NCAA tournament. And Nate Oates, of course, just lost in the Sweet 16 yesterday. Um, or excuse me, the Elite Eight. Or I think, what, that was, a, yeah, to whoever it was, UCLA. I, I can't remember if that was Sweet 16 or Elite Eight, but they lost. Elite Eight, I'm pretty sure. And they lost in overtime. You need to put in the call for Rocket Watts. Rocket Watts would thrive in a system that Eric Musselman has at Arkansas and especially at the system that Nate Oates has already developed at Alabama. As fast as they play, Rocket would thrive in a situation like that. And my thing is, like I said earlier, Izzo never really has the, the guards that just score all the time. He gets guards that are true 
floor general. So it's going to be weird. Um, I'm, I've been hearing that it's going to be some other Michigan State players potentially transferring as well. It sucks, but as of right now, man, honestly, like it's just part of college basketball. I hate to see it. You know, I love Rocket Watts. I, I'm, I'm gonna still be rooting for him. My heart is he's a, a very, very special talent. He gave us a lot. He was special as a freshman. He had a very up and down year this season as a sophomore, but he still gave us some good moments, like dropping 20 points on Duke. You know, he dropped 20 points on Michigan, who of course is about to go to the Final Four in a few days. So, you know, he's a good player. And any team in the country would love to have a player like that. He just has to get consistent, has to get his mentality right. And most importantly, especially if he wants to play in the NBA, he has to tune up those point guard skills. Before Michigan State, though, because yes, this is kind of a loss, even though a lot of our fans seen this move coming. It was just it was pretty much inevitable. We did get a really big time pickup and commitment out of a big time point guard this past Saturday. And he goes by the name of Tyson Walker. Tyson Walker, if you don't know, played the past couple years at Northeastern. He is a six foot point guard from Westbury, New York. He committed to Michigan State on Saturday. This past season, as a sophomore, he averaged 18 points per game. 4.8 assists per game, and he was Defensive Player of the Year in the CAA. Yes, that's a smaller conference, but I do want to say this because I know it's a lot of people out there that don't think, you know, mid-major players can transfer over to the high major level and have success. It's only been a few examples of that, but I think we're going to start seeing a lot more examples of success. And Tyson Walker, to me, not just being biased and being a Michigan State fan, but I do think he is going to work out well for Michigan State because I didn't even watch that much film of him, but the film that I did watch were all against high major opponents. I watched them play against North Carolina. I watched them play against West Virginia, and I watched them play against Syracuse, and he did a good job against all three of those high major schools. And we all know West Virginia is known for their pressure defense under Bob Huggins, who should be a Hall of Famer. And Tyson Walker held his own. And then against North Carolina, he had a big time game. Matter of fact, for about 26 minutes of that game he kept northeastern in that game against north carolina and roy williams got fed up and he st and he started to throw a double team at tyson walker to make him get the ball out of his hands that's how good this guy is man i'm telling you he's only six feet he does have a small frame but he can shoot the ball he's a real four general he knows where to put his teammates at he knows where to put the ball at he has a really good jump shot he's good with his left and his right hand he got the floater he is the goods. He went to Christ the King High School, which is a prominent basketball program in the city of New York. He is the goods, man. I promise you. Tyson Walker is going to be very special. He was looking at a couple different options like Kansas and Maryland and Texas, of course, before Shaka Smart left. But ultimately, getting him at Michigan State is big because I do think he's going to end up being a day one starter. But that leads me to my next thing is that Jaden Akins is also a really talented point guard this the duo of Jaden Akins and Tyson Walker and then AJ Hogard which will make it a trio is going to be special these are a lot of really good guards I know AJ Hogard was kind of thrown into the fire his jump shot's not really where it needs to be yet but I think he will be better but Jaden Akins he is going to come in and be solidified as a really good player and honestly as the course of the next season goes on I would not be shocked at all if ultimately Jaden Akins were to secure that starting point guard spot but getting a player like Tyson Walker who will probably end up being the starting point guard for the majority of the season, an established college basketball player, a veteran who knows how to play against top talent. He's going to be special, man. I really am a fan of this dude. I didn't really hear about him as the course of this season panned out, but to see him now, to watch his film, not just watch highlights, but to actually watch his film, to sit down and watch him play throughout the course of a 40-minute game, he is going to bring us a lot of really good things in Spartan Nation, especially with the year that we just had. 
getting a real point guard that knows how to make teammates better, that knows how to distribute the rock, that knows when to take shots and when not to take shots, that's going to be big for us, man. So I'm happy for Tyson Walker. I'm happy for Rocket Watts. I'm glad for Jaden Akins, but it kind of sucks with Rocket because I'm, I'm just such a fan, man. And I know he put in so much work. I know he really wanted to be at Michigan State, but I do think he will thrive at another situation. I, I'm hoping it's between Florida State. You know, Louisville will have some options for him, I think. He, he could probably get immediate playing time playing at Louisville, but I, I love Florida State for him. Again, I love Arkansas and Alabama. Auburn was a name that I heard will be a potentially a good fit. So he's going to have options. I'm not worried about that. It just really sucks to see a player transfer because you want to see a player like Rocket Watts work out. Like, it looked like it was some moments where I thought he could work out. Like, me personally, I heard all the noise about him potentially transferring, and I kind of just brushed it to the side because I was so confident that he'd be able to work out this summer and get right and become a true floor general for Tom Izzo in Michigan State. And just, it just, I guess it just didn't happen. You know, Coach Izzo said, I just, you know, that he's got to transfer. And I don't think he got forced out, but I look at it like this. I made a tweet earlier today. Rocket Watts um, and Javon Quinley. Javon Quinley, if you don't know, is part of Jelly Fam. He started off at Villanova. He transferred, and then he's now at Alabama, where he had a really good season for the Crimson Tide. And I pretty much said, like, Coach Izzo, just like Jay Wright at Villanova, they have a strict system. Like, you, you have to play within their system. And their system works. Don't get it twisted. It's not like they have a bad system. They produce pros. They win a lot of games. It works. But that system isn't for everybody. As we all know, it's only for a select few of people. I'm not saying that's a bad thing for Rocket Watts and Javon Quinley. My point is that those two players, Javon Quinley and Rocket Watts, they need to have as much freedom as possible. When I mean freedom, I just mean the willingness to let them be them. Like, Coach Izzo didn't really put shackles on Rocket Watts like people are trying to say. He let him go. He made him the starting point guard. That's an honor. That's a privilege. Being the starting point guard at Michigan State is a privilege. And Rocket had that privilege. But the thing is, like I said earlier, he just isn't a, a true point guard. And so at a spot, at a school where he can let him do him, like Alabama is letting Javon Quinley be him, Rocket will be a phenomenal player. I think he'll probably only be playing there for one season. Then he could put his name into the NBA draft and make all of his dreams come true. Like I said, man, it just sucks because I'm, I'm such a fan. I'm still a big fan, but it's just like he's from Detroit. You know, it's right. You know, East Lansing is in the same state. His family could come and see him. And now he's got to go somewhere else and make it work out. But I have faith in Rocket Watts, man. I will never and I refuse to give up on Rocket Watts. He's a special talent. He's going to be a really good player for a very long time. And he's definitely going to make a career out of being a basketball player. But before I get you guys out of here, we do have some Elite Eight games tonight. We're going to have Oregon State versus Houston. And we're going to have Baylor versus Arkansas. And those are going to be two. I think they're going to be good games. I think Houston's going to win that first one. And I'm going to take Baylor in the second one, even though I prefer Arkansas to win that game. I just think Baylor's playing really well right now. Arkansas, as good as they are playing as well, they just don't have the defensive of presence that Baylor has. And then for Oregon State and Houston, Oregon State's had a wonderful run. They've been some quality teams from Tennessee to Oklahoma State to Loyola Chicago. But I just think Houston right now, they're playing too well between uh, Quentin Grimes, Dickie Giroux, uh, Tremont Mark. Um, I just think they have too much right now. But the most important game is actually about to come on in a little bit. And that's on the women's side, the Elite Eight between Baylor, the Bears, the Lady Bears, led by Kim Mulkey, and the Yukon Huskies, the Lady Huskies, led by Gino Ariyama. You're going to have Paige Beckers versus Nalissa Smith. You're going to have Dejanae Carrington. You're going to have Avina Westbrook at a big-time game versus Iowa the other day in the Sweet 16. This is going to be a real fun matchup. I think Yukon's going to win, 
But honestly, the way Baylor's gonna, the way Baylor has been playing, I think, uh, man, I ain't gonna lie. I think I want to pick Baylor, but I think I trust UConn a little bit more. But watch that game, man. That is gonna be a very fun game between two really good teams, two of the best teams in the country. The women's tournament has been really fun. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch that Texas versus Maryland game last night. That was a phenomenal game. Texas got the win. Shout out to Celeste Taylor. She's actually from Southern California. But yeah, man, the women's tournament has been super fun. Um, watch it if you have not been watching it. Basketball is basketball. Basketball is genderless. The women's game is fun. Do not get it twisted, especially in college. It's no longer just UConn and everybody else. Of course, you got UConn, you know, Louisville, South Carolina, but now you got the Baylors, you got the Maryland. Maryland's always been a, a prominent program, but you got some other schools up and coming. It's fun to watch. Like Texas, uh, West Virginia was pretty solid this year. It's a lot of really good teams. Georgia, Texas A&M. Like women's basketball is getting a lot more parity, college basketball at least, and it's good for them. That's the, exactly what they've been needing. The Pac-12 has been really good between Arizona and Stanford. We all know Tara Vanderveer is one of the greatest coaches of all time, so it's fun to watch man i'm glad that it's more than just uconn that's good for the game man but as always i appreciate you guys man this has been another episode of the kevo bands hoops podcast man shout out to nuts and bolts sports we are at nuts and bolts sp on both twitter and instagram please go follow us go like our stuff go retweet our stuff for all your sports news and needs i promise you nuts and bolts sports has it all for you i am also a college basketball podcast hoster and a college content creator so please go check us out on our podcast network as well for all your sports podcasts i promise you that nuts and bolts sports has it all for you guys man but as always please like comment subscribe rate review and share and if you listen to my podcast on apple podcast please leave a rate and review that is how we share grow and expand the podcast i will talk to you guys soon you guys have a blessed and lovely week as always peace and love gone